sky open, you're like, oh, like there's there's your answer. So when I see big people, I get excited because I love big people. Well, big people are awesome. Mm, yeah. Weightlifting, it doesn't hurt nobody. MMA, absolutely not. That's combat sports. That's attempted murder. <laughs> podcast i'm your host matthew j lapore and uh we have the one liner the uh the bench specialist mm. the west side barbell looking mm. i mean you did study at west side barbell so it's not the it's not like it's a lie and uh mr zach santangelo what's up man thanks for having me oh dude i don't think you understand how excited i was <laughs> because so as you know like roman and i uh he was on twice and we would talk about you, obviously, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And when you were like, yeah, dude, your, your, your thing's hysterical. Like, you know, if you ever wanted to have me on. And I think I stole you, like, almost instantly. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Like, no, I was I was listening to it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should clear some air. Bring my own one-liners. Maybe offer something to the man. Like, you know, all about helping people out. But this interview could be cool. Oh, dude, this is great. So, we I've talked to Roman about like how you've been kicking my ass on Sundays mm -hmm. and how I can no longer bro bench around you, <laughs> and how um because <laughs> the one day right I, I I texted him like dude you're an asshole he's like well what do you mean and I'm mm -hmm. like you, you you took Zach and you showed him what reverse grip was and then I think you texted me like yo everything's gonna change you're gonna be doing this mm -hmm. and I suffered. I mean that when I went to first. The first time I went to Deathwish and he was benching and he was doing that, I was intrigued because I did reverse grip as a kid through Anthony Clark. I don't know if you know who Anthony Clark no. is. Just just he was a big yeah. time bench presser back in the day, like 90s, early 90s probably. Okay. Anyway, um, he couldn't touch his shirt with a regular grip, so he did a, a standard reverse grip bench press, and he was one of the biggest benchers in the world at the time. Um, and... When I started getting into powerlifting, he was the big deal. He was like a five foot seven Filipino dude, probably weighed four hundred pounds. Oh, and I was like, dude, that dude's arms are huge. I'm gonna do what he does. And I read an article he did in Powerlifting USA, and I started doing it. So I knew about reverse grip, but the same thing, like Roman said, like you can't really supinate your hand that much on the bar without yeah. it hurting. So when he was doing it with the fork grip, I was like, let's. I want in. Like let's yeah. try it. And yeah. I did it, and I was like, okay, I understand. And it's it's very mechanically easy for anybody, and it works. And I've been doing a lot of reverse grip on like days I do more repetition and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, that was a that was that was a game changer for me. So props to him for that. Holy shit! So that's so that's that's where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always trying to find ways to help me in my lifts and consequently will help others if i'm helping them or they ask but when i felt everything that i felt while i was doing that it just it was an automatic click like it was oh. easy it's like you know the sky open you're like oh like there's there's your answer you know what i mean no that's great dude i just i, I i've seen videos about like you know reverse script especially mm -hmm. from roman mm -hmm. and those guys over at Deathwish. Um, and like for me, it was like, I, I just, I, I didn't know how to properly do it. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that I was like, you know, just, just at least benching and doing general strength. Mm -hmm. And then the one day when you're like, no, dude, everything you're doing, you know, like what to do, but not how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me was learning how, like my touch point, which mm -hmm. I still am like getting down. Mm -hmm. I've never in my life brought the barbell so far down mm -hmm. on my body. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, for, for those of people that don't know, like, what does that do for them? Um, <clears throat> so the bar path is important because of joint angles. Um, every lift has lines of force or force vectors in physics. And if they're not properly aligned, you're mechanically incorrect moving the weight. So you're using more energy to move the bar in a path. So that's why I'm always stressing lines of force. So when I was, like, talking to Coconuts, when he was asking me, you know, what 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 should I look for with these kids at St. Joe's? I was like, all you have to do is look at their elbows and their wrists. Mm-hmm. If they're in a line, then it's perfect. If they're not in a line, your wrists are behind, your wrists are too far forward, <sighs> then, you're, then you're doing it wrong. So that's why the touch point is so low, because you need to have that joint angle. You're very smart. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's so, it's, it's just, it's kind of like surreal. You're kind of here. But anyways, now that I'm fanboying, mm. um, so you did some time over at Westside Barbell, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And that there, I mean, uh, people out there that are, I mean, like follow me, obviously are more into lifting. Mm-hmm. So they've probably seen the documentary. So mm-hmm. you worked with Louis Simmons. Yes. How was that? It was an experience. Um, getting there was probably the hardest um, application quote process of her I've ever done. So West side at the time, this was 2004. I was in college and, um, I was pre-med at first. And then when I realized I didn't want to study that hard, I went to exercise science. That was just something that I was always interested in, but I didn't want to, was that, it was that kinesiology, like exercise science. Yeah. So they okay. called it, um, fitness management is what they called it at that school. Um, anyway, so when we, when I got to Lock Haven, I, w- I was there playing football and our strength and conditioning coach used Westside methods. And I, you, I knew about them previously from high school, but when we started doing it, I started, you know, picking his brain. Like after my meetings with my coach, I'd go talk with him and he gave me the videos, he gave me tapes, you know, he gave me books. And then I was like, you know what? I want to learn more. So then I reached out, um, to the Westside Barbell phone number that was on the back of the, or at the end of the tapes. And I would get somebody I'm like, hey, do you guys take college interns? No, we don't do that yet. Click. Okay. Well, I need to find a way to get in here. I'm not a world-class powerlifter. There's no way I'm going to get invited. Yeah. There's not, I'm playing football. Like, I'm a D2 football player. There's no interest for Westside Barbell to have somebody like me there. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to be a little more persistent. So I wrote a letter. Almost probably every week to two weeks, I wrote a letter to them. Asking if I could just come and learn, like, doesn't have to be paid. I just want to learn. After oh, six or seven months of doing that, I got a phone call. I think it was his wife, Doris, is the one who called me. And I was like, hey, oh my God. we've been getting your letters. Um, you can come, but we're not paying, and you need to find your way. And, like, we're, we're not housing you. We're not, like, whatever. Like, you need to find your way to get out here. Um, by the way, you can come up this weekend. And this was like end of May. And uh, I told my mom, I was like, yep, I'll see you. I'm going to go. Like, I'm, whatever money I have, I'm just going to go and we're going to figure it out. I live in an apartment that you rented by the week that was probably no bigger than this little area. Like, my bath, like th- where, I, where my pillow was on the bed that, that I had was probably about two feet away from the toilet. Like, that's where I was. And Dude. that was probably. Five or six weeks at a time over the summer. Where you, where were you staying at at this point? Like what what uh, were you in PA? Were you? What do you mean? Well, I'm just like so they're in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So where were you located at that point? Well, oh, I I was living in Collegeville. Okay, okay. So you okay? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I, I drove out and uh, I did some research. Like I called, I had a few places, tried to find places to be. 
Like, I was totally content about living in my car for a little bit until I found what the hell was going on, my little Toyota Tercel. I was completely content. Because okay. that was, like, the dream to go there. Now, I'm not going there as a lifter. I'm going there to learn. So it's a little like, a little bit different. Um, when I when I got there, there was one other guy. Um, I guess it was a, not a soft tissue guy. More like a physical therapy guy. I forget his name. The names are terrible. Um, but when I got there, they just moved to the uh, warehouse location. I forget the name of the road. They could just trans. They tra- they moved everything over there, and just like out of, <clears throat> out of the pan into the fire kind of deal. And yeah, then yeah. basically, I was just staying away from people, learning from people from a distance. Um, I'd have to read all these books that Louis uh, would give. Like if I didn't understand something or he said something, and I had like this look on my face, like I didn't know. Oh, we got a book. Go there. And then um, <coughs> mainly what I did, I wasn't asked to do, but I took notes on what everybody was doing. Now, granted, I was totally removed. So if you take our bench session, for example, if that was a crew of four or five lifters on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, I would probably be closer to where the incline bench was. Like, that's the distance that I would keep. Oh. Because you're not, don't interfere. Like, don't get in the way. Like, I was scared shitless because these guys are all huge. Like, if you think about Gabe, you know, have you, uh, Gabe, when he was doing Strongman, he was very oh, imposing. I remember. Yeah. Very imposing. I was doing, yeah. That was a smaller guy there. So when you have guys like that, you stay out of the way. And I did. And that was oh, part of the deal. That was like the unwritten rule. You stay away from these guys. Don't interfere. And the, and if you did, they would take care of you. It wouldn't be Lou. It wouldn't be anybody else. It'd be them. So I basically, the notes that I took were just what they were doing. Their sets, their reps, the bands, the weights, how they did it, the cues that they were yelling out, and I had notebooks that I'm still trying to find in my mother's house. Um, but, yeah. That's crazy. It was a good time. So you got to, like, see <clears throat> all of this. For how, how long was the internship? So it was, like, six weeks at a time. <clears throat> so after the first one, um, I said, you know, I'm, thank you. I'm going back to school. Can I come back? I was like, yeah, you can come back. Okay. So basically, I would I would I would give them a call, probably about a month or so before my semester ended, and I'll go back. And I went there three times. So like at at any point, did these lifters go? Oh, here's here's exactly this is cool. Did you have any kind of camaraderie with these guys? No, or absolutely it? not. Okay, absolutely. Oh no, I'm not part of them. I am not like when people say, "Oh, you're at Westside." Yeah, I was, but I'm not Westside. Yeah, there's a difference between being there and being Westside. I'm not Westside. Yeah, I I mean I just didn't know because I know like you know. As people just are in the same space, and I'm sure you, uh, as I know you, you're a respectful guy. Mm-hmm. You probably like respected the space and like, yo, like, what's up? And then you got closer to them. Maybe you like were still observing, but like not as far of a distance. The only time I got close is when they asked me to change plates. Come help us change plates. Okay, all right, you got it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you know, and I made sure that like some, there was some, there was. Uh, Was it Tony Bellani? I forget who it was. Somebody needed the plates set a certain way. Some people like the plates with the numbers in. Wait, just just do this. Just push this. Some people Perfect. like the plates with the numbers facing in. Yeah. Facing some people, out. Yeah. Some people like them out. Some people liked it in. And similar, if you watch the the Westside documentary, uh, Greg Greg Pinar was talking about this when he put the weights on wrong. They the probably Pinar on Instagram. Yeah. Right. And I've seen something similar like to to that effect. Not as drastic as however. They were squatting. Yeah. But dudes flip out. And I, and I knew because I watched a bunch of these guys that if I was with this crew, I need to make sure the numbers are out. 
If I was over here, it didn't matter. But it's like, it was... It was that. Yeah, it was very aggressive. See, like, everyone knows about West Side. Like, I know I wear my shirt and yada, yada, yada. And obviously, I'm not even near part of them. But it really was kind of like how the documentaries post about... I think the documentary gave a fair look into what it is. But it didn't give... Like, the intensity is unmatched. Like... It's like, okay, it's like, you know, you're doing a strongman in a couple of weeks. It's like you were lifting with the crew that you're going to compete against, but you're training with them, and you're both, you're all trying to win. You're all trying to be better. Uh, so, yeah, there's a little bit of camaraderie, but you got to earn that camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, people are just trying to push you out. They're testing you constantly. Are you sitting down between sets? Are you panting? Are you leaning? Are you this? Are you drinking water when you should be walking up to the mono? Like... Everything was under scrutiny until you were part of that group. Like, all they wanted to do was to force you and haze you out. Wow. Or you would survive and become one of them. Like, you needed to pass the test of whoever was in your crew, whoever was leading, whoever was there, morning or afternoon session, so on and so forth. Like, it's an, it was a very intense place. The document did a great job of explaining, like, how they were as a whole. But until you're there and you see, like, people getting at each other who you think are friends and you think they're going to fight, like, it's aggressive. You, like, people don't understand, like, that is something that is unmatched. Like, you can't wow. find it anywhere. Wow. Because to me, like, West Side is one, it's, it's one of those stories, one of those, uh, one of those gyms that no one can replicate. People have tried. Mm-hmm. And... um I just I just think it's so interesting because people always try to have this intensity when lifting, mm-hmm. or they'll 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 try to do this and be like actual assholes, but they're not that strong. They just mm-hmm. they want to create this this atmosphere, mm-hmm. and I and everyone and people don't even know like the reverse hyper was li- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people are like oh no one uses that machine, and I try to tell my girlfriend the other day I'm like this is probably one of the biggest machines the best machines you can use, mm-hmm. and no one knows Louis created it. For a long time, nobody did. Yeah, no. and the thing is, is not a lot of people and knew that he passed. Yeah, and fairly the model recently. change, and the model change. Yeah, like the the the, the format of it. The um, so the roller, if you've seen at the gym, there's a roller extension to the to to, to the hyper. It's yeah, two yeah, pads. Yeah. Okay, so I was a part of that implementation to a point. Like I took notes for the guy who was basically trying. So with the strap, the strap is was the original like setup for your feet yeah that's and okay so you got your glutes you got your hamstrings you got, and, and you got your lower back um louis was always trying to find ways to improve things and he always said well what if we put something like we have on the glute ham on to the reverse hyper so when i got there they were already working on it and they were talking about angles like they couldn't figure it out right like everything was welded and made like kind of primitively yeah and then what I was a part of is like, well, how do we make this so it works for everybody? Because if you notice, like, it'll move with your feet and you can adjust yourself. Well, the original didn't. Yeah. But I was part of that adjustment, I guess you could make, you could say. So I have a small piece of that. Holy shit. This is, this is insane. (laughs) Like, cause I, cause in my little world, right, I never would have imagined that I'd be around someone who was at least there. 
you know, because you, you hear about it, it's it's of legend. It's mm-hmm. it's it has this this massive aura around. Yeah, there's it. There's a big romance with it. And, there is, and I understand it. I was there. I was like, I was romanced with it. Like Chuck V was the man. Chuck Vogelpool was the man. Like I wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be Chuck. Everybody wanted to squat like Chuck. Everybody wanted to have his stupid hat, and everybody wanted to be crazy. But you don't know what that is until you see it. And when you got there, you're like, oh, this is. This is I've never I would have never thought this. Yeah. Like you know he's intense on the platform. You thought he'd be like a regular chill dude. Like yeah, he was he's a very quiet person. But until you see it happening like you're like this dude's going to pop off. Like this his head's going to blow off and he's training. So I can only imagine the intensity on that platform. Holy shit, dude. That's just <clears throat> low key terrifying. Extremely terrifying. But the thing is is like I don't know, dude. Maybe it's cuz I, I again, I'm removed from it. I've mm-hmm. never had any you were the closest thing I've gotten ever to West Side Barbell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like as a person who was mm-hmm. there. So it's like you, you hear stories. You, you, you train. You mm-hmm. do all this stuff. You mm-hmm. go to these meets. And, you know, everyone always knows the, the West Side story, right? <laughs> and then, um, then, then you know, that when that documentary comes out. And then with Louis just passing, everyone pretends like they watched the documentary or they, they, they mm-hmm. know about it. Or, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I, I, I lived by it, you mm-hmm. know? But not people know the actual stories and someone who – was there yeah uh, so louis passing wasn't as big of an impact for me as it would be for people who were there had relationships with them spent time with them had tenure with them had was there from you know the garage days through demarest through there like but there was a part of me that was like you know obviously i was sad because i learned a lot from that man maybe not directly but indirectly like he has like small ways of teaching people things without you really realizing it you were just taught something. Yeah. That's why, like, if you look at it, like, a lot of these guys who are at Westside, they're very good businessmen. Like, you got Mark Bell, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, he patterned his gym over at Super Train. Like, him, he's like, oh, like, in the documentary, oh, this is the best gym in the world. And I can come here for free? Like, who who does that? Well, that's what he does. A- anytime you go over there, you can go in there for free yeah. in, into his gym. You know, Dave Tate, Jim Wendler, like, all, all those guys, like, yeah, they were good athletes and great people probably prior to that but that mentoring that they got or indirect mentoring you could say from louis just that lifestyle of you're always you always need to get better you always need to find a you know a um some type of solution for any problem when there's a when there's a when there's a new answer you change the question like everybody learns from this man and they're very good businessmen like you've learned a lot from that man and i think what I took the most from him is you always need to you, you you need to keep learning, no matter what's going on. Somebody's always better than you. Somebody always has something that you can use to help yourself. Yeah, that's why like you have to become obsessed with it. Louis was that's his life. That gym was his life. Powerlifting was his life. Training was his life. Methods was his life. He constantly wanted to be better, and I think that's what he gives to people once they understand what that person is yeah. and what he's giving people yeah. is he's giving people gifts that they don't really understand oh is this just a guy telling me to do eight sets of three and he's yelling at me because of this that because no he's telling you you always need to be better and always need to find new answers that's and crazy. so yeah oh my god that's i mean it makes sense you do you do live it you know and the thing is is what, what what's interesting is you go around and you try to teach everyone that you know almost mm-hmm. what you can mm-hmm 
I and, and I've never seen like you really ever ask like for a dime or anything like that, which I think is madly. Impressive. Oh no, no, no! Because everything that I've learned, I've more or less learned for free. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid coming up, like I was trying to learn everything I could from anybody that would have me. Yeah. And these, I got, I, I was never proposition. Oh yeah, well come over here for it's, it's forty five bucks a session. I could never flip that as a kid. Yeah. Um, probably nor could my parents. So when I learned something for free and a lot of stuff I did learn on my own as well. Like if I have an opportunity to help somebody, I will. I'm very choosy more so now than ever because everybody's got, everybody knows, but nobody knows is my favorite answer. Oh yeah. This, that, and the other. Well, you know, you could do this and you'd be a little better. Oh yeah. But if I do this, it'll be even better. No, but okay. You can go ahead and do it. Yeah. So that's why I was talking with Sam. I'm like, he goes, yeah, well, you know, this is getting better. You know, I'm, I'm like, he just knows everything. I'm just gonna listen to it. It was, it was funny. It was, it was Sunday. It was, uh, it was, uh, I think it was Keith. He goes, yeah, man, you're gonna do this now. Like whatever. I'm like, nah. Chef said I can't do that. I just what I call because like obviously mm-hmm. Luke worked. Yeah. And he's like, huh, interesting. I'm like, because like, because who am I to tell you? Mm, I don't like that. I mean, you're more than welcome to. Um, I take criticism very, very easily. Like, if it's if it's credible, like yeah, I'm, like I'm I'm helping. I've been helping Patsy now for a year, and constantly every time I write her a new cycle, I was like, hey, if there's anything that needs to change, or if there's anything that doesn't feel right, or if you have any feedback, and she will give me feedback, and I'll be like, I don't really agree with that, but we can we can go mm-hmm. another route and try this, and she's like, oh, I really like that. Like I'm completely open because everybody's different. You know, the human body hasn't changed in however many millions of years, but everybody's mechanics are different. Everybody's leverages are different, yeah. especially in lifting. So you need to take in, take that into account before you give somebody some kind of cookie cutter program or cookie cutter exercise. It's not going to work for everybody. Dude, you, do you know how do you know how much you're blowing my mind right now? You're welcome. <laughs> I hate you so much. No, it's just like I it's like I'm I'm thirty I'm I'm thirty nine years old. Like I've been around I've been lifting since I was eleven. Like I went through it all. It's just it's 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 just experience and you know, you you know you pass it on. Like yeah. that's just that's how people get better and you know, I don't need credibility. Like you can go break a log press world record, be like, Oh Zach, help me. And I didn't I, I just told you what to do. I just gave you numbers. You did the work. Yeah. I'm never gonna take credit from anybody or be like, Yeah, that's my guy. It's like, no, I was a part of it. Cool, I'm proud of it. But that's all you. Like you win the championship. The kids win the game. Yeah. The coach, you know, goes home. Yeah. Drinks a beer and just is cool. <laughs> like that's the way it should be. No, I understand. It's just I wish more people had your mentality towards this. Because mm. I feel like like all people or uh, most people are looking. That's proper English. Uh, most people are looking for like a piece of the pie. You know, they want to. Oh well, you know, I carried his bag into the gym. Oh, I'm one of the reasons. You know, yada yada yada. And I feel like most people should just be like, "Well, I'm helping." I think the only time I ever used anything like that is when somebody will ask me why I'm telling somebody or somebody does it this way or what have you, and like I'll say like like. For Patsy, for example, so this one girl in the gym was like, why is she doing that? And I was like, well, because it's helping, you know, her triceps, her lat and, you know, her lat involvement. And um, we put 30 pounds on her bench press in six months. Like, that's that's me taking credibility just to kind of, like, validate what I'm doing. Yeah. To this person. <clears throat> like, it'll help you because this helped her. Yeah. And, like, that's the only time I'll ever do anything like that. Other than that, it's just like, oh, man, you know, 
Matt Matt had a 400, 900, 900 pound overhead press. You know, how, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. He probably took juice. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, like, yeah, sure, I, I helped him, but, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it's you. You, the athlete, did it. I just, I just crunch numbers, man. <laughs> Dude, I should, I, should show you, I should show you my Instagram DMs. So, like, when I, um, after, like, beer muscles, right, I got posted about it. People were like hitting me up, going, "Hey, dude, like, are you like, uh, like, like, what are you taking? Like, what's safe?" And I was like, I was a little mm-hmm. blown away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this wasn't like a like like the craziest meet in the entire world, mm-hmm. and like, and then uh, who is it? Uh, Gorilla Milf, uh, Joe uh, Burkert. Oh, I don't know. He gets them too. I'm more. I'm terrible with names. Oh, you can show me a picture, and I might be like, okay, I don't. But go ahead. Sorry. But I just it's just it's just interesting because people really do think almost every gym goer that goes like kind of like arc style gym is just on something. Yeah. And if you haven't taken anything, you don't know. But like there are things that you can see. Like there's there's like a there's there's like maybe three or four females that go to the gym that are on something. Yeah. And the only way you can tell that is if you've seen it or you've done it yourself. You know what to look for. Mm-hmm. But like I knew you weren't on. I know Mark Lissier is not on. I, I know there's a bunch of people that aren't on. Yeah. But then you look at some people and be like, maybe you're doing a little something. Maybe it's a peptide. Maybe it's something, but you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And I really don't care. Yeah. As long as you're competing within the rules of whatever designation or federation, if it's non-tested, knock your socks off. If you're tested and you find a way around it, okay, cool. But if you get caught, shame on you. Like, don't ever get caught. If you're going to cheat, don't get caught. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. in school, if you're gonna cheat, just don't get caught. Like I used to, I used to try shortcuts all the time. Like I was a big fan of Balco Labs. You know what Balco yeah, Labs is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they were fine. Like um, uh, Vince or uh, Victor Conte was like telling athletes to use Viagra to enhance blood flow because that's what it does. Like Viagra puts blood blood flow into a certain area when it's stimulated. Well, what happens if you put it the rest of the body? Well, now you've dilated blood vessels. You got more oxygen. You got more red blood cells. Like everything's fuck going, going, going. Like everybody tries to find their niche or find their little, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that just happened cheat to cheat code, but you know, it, everybody wants an edge, and even in like raw powerlifting, people are finding an edge. You have to. Whether it's no, well, do you? I don't really. You, you do. I think to a point. If you're at the top, if you're in the top two percent of raw powerlifting, you need that edge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's a hundred people. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're saying like. If you're at a local Amateur, meet, yeah. if you're at a local meet and you're getting second place and you're trying to freaking cut corners, you wasted your goddamn time. Maybe you should just train some there's longer. A, there's a there's a lot of kids like that too. There's a yeah, lot no, of not, kids yeah, because like everybody wants the fast route, the easiest way, the easy pass to success. And unfortunately, what they're going to learn is it's about consistency. It's not determination. It's not the drugs. It's not supplements not even the bar you use it's just being consistent yeah because there's people that are training in terrible conditions with terrible equipment that'll beat your ass in a oh, meet yeah. by four or five hundred pounds on your total without yeah. even asking yeah what are you going to ask them what they use oh this bar is from 1974 the freaking knurling's gone it's bent oh my weights are made of cement or like yeah. i have old york plates that are like three pounds off <sighs> like yeah well there's there i, I know there's, there's like this whole crowd i know um it uh, it's helped KOP. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's helped KOP and kind of hurt KOP. Um, the power build there. Okay. So <clears throat> when it was when it was in Kanchi, 
People went there. It was a, it was a really hard powerlifting gym. Mm-hmm. It was rivaling a, lot, a rival ring. Right. Wow. <laughs> you know, watch me struggle. Breathe. Yeah. Um. But it, it, it all the gyms in the area were like, all right. Well, here's this 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 soon to be mecca, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But now because of TikTok, because of these kids looking for this this massive su- success. Mm-hmm. And posting about it, taking SARMs. SARMs, SARMs was a big thing. They're not even taking for, real SARMs. I know. And these kids were taking them. And now it's like this this, this mad TikTok-y thing. And pe- more serious lifters like you or whoever just don't want to even go there. For anybody listening, if you're going to look into something, a supplement, a, 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 a method, do your research. SARM selective anabolic receptor modulators were made back in the 90s probably around balco time to be a gene altering drug what that was the purpose of it what the purpose of it was to manipulate your genetic code to create a response whether it be anabolic whether it be strength speed recovery that was the original purpose of it around 2005 6 7 something like that um it became popular because I think a comp- was it MHP created the, the uh, a SARM um, supplement because I remember Victor Martinez was on the poster like this is what I take dude you don't fucking take that but okay but all that is is like some weird kind of pro hormone kind of deal at least at the time like if you're getting real SARMs you either a loaded or you have a hookup because a real selective anabolic receptor modulator is a lot of money. Oh I think it would probably rival the cost of GH if you, you got so? the real stuff. Absolutely. Because mm. the purpose of it was to manipulate genetic code to make you better, to have better recovery, whatever the uh, purpose of it was, and depending on dosage. So I think a lot of these, quote, SARMs that are out there now are probably androgen-heavy um, supplements or ways to get that kind of hormonal response. But SARMs weren't made to be hormonal. They're made to be genetic. That's great. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So oh, the yeah. you, so so these kids that are taking this, mm-hmm. it's probably worse than what they were intent, in, initially trying to do. I guess it depends on the age, right? Okay. So, so. Like, so you you hit your hormonal testosterone peak, or like eight, eight, 19, 20, somewhere in okay. there. I don't know the actual number. Like, that's your peak levels of testosterone. Sure, like, Definitely sure. you're a man. That's why they hold kids back in Texas so they can be 19 as seniors. Because that uh, an 18-year-old is different than a 19-year-old. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. There's that one little bit of growth there. Um, so if you're young, you're probably wasting your time. Or you're just scared to take the real shit. Mm. Take the real shit. I did. It was fantastic. I loved steroids. I loved them. They were fantastic. Make me want to do it. They make you feel like a they they make you feel like a like a thousand pound gorilla, dude. And it's I was messing around with um, like androstenedione and other androgens and pro hormones, and then a buddy of mine, I'll keep his name out of it. It's like, dude, why don't you just take the real stuff? I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? What are we doing? And it was funny because when I decided to do it, first thing I did was I told my mother. And I was like, this is what I'm gonna do because I was living with her. He goes, oh, okay. And I told her, I gave her, re- I gave her the research. I mapped it all out. I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be low dose. I just want to see. I just want to, t- I want to see it. Cause I was in bodybuilding and I thought it would help. <clears throat> and it did. Um, and I talked to her. I made a doctor's appointment. I told my doctor, yeah. 
got some blood work done as a baseline so she can test my levels. And then I was working at a uh, workers' comp third party where I was working with nurses and PTs, and I yeah. asked the nurse to show me how to self-inject. And she showed me how to self-inject. And then I did it. And it was extremely low dose. It was it was like a it was a simple combination. I was taking uh, Sustanon five hundred, which is a four blend testosterone. Uh, I was taking shoot maybe five hundred milligrams. Really? No, not five hundred milligrams, but half of a cc of that. Okay. Uh, every like six or seven days. And okay, so that's on the bed. All right. No, it's very minimal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, considering the full CC would have been the full 500. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. 250 milligrams of testosterone. Um, and I was, uh, trend, trend below acid, was it not acetate, whatever the trend was at the time. I was taking, like, uh, that one has to go, that three quarters of a CC, maybe, maybe not even. Because I think the full, uh, the math in my head was I was taking a full CC of drugs at least once a week. So every other day with the trend was probably half of a cc so yeah so i just did those and hindsight that was a not a terrible blend but it's not exactly the the best blend because of the aromatizing and stuff like that but anyway take like if you're going to go that route take the good shit i think so yeah i mean that's the smartest thing to do because people who are taking the like like the sarms they're getting trend from like questionable sources, and now they're yeah, yeah. They're getting trend from questionable well, sources. Trend, trend is from uh, Fina, is it Phenotex tablets? I don't know. I'm not um, familiar. Where would they come uh, from? I forget, I, I even forget the guy's name now. So the guy that that found whey protein, okay, the guy that created whey protein. The name escapes me at the moment. Um, I think he was responsible for finding trendbolone, and it was basically by. I think it was by crushing phenotech. I might be saying it wrong, but some kind of tablet into a blend and injecting. It's very toxic to the body. Trenbolone is very toxic. Oh, well, I, okay. I knew it was. I didn't know it was that toxic. To where you're worried about it, but I knew it wasn't like the. It's um. Oh, what were they saying? Oh my gosh! I, uh, this guy broke it down on TikTok, mm-hmm. but um, he did break it down scientifically, and then um, not that I was looking into it or anything like that. <laughs> Um, but I didn't realize like how rough it is in your body. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've felt it after the fact, Mm -hmm. just the, some of the side effects, some of the fatigue. Um, I never really got angry. I I did get aggressive when it was time to get aggressive, but I was, I was level headed enough to kind of keep that at bay. Like people were like, Oh, this guy's on roid rage. Roid rage is such a fallacy. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. Cause so when you, at least from my experience personally, when I was on, I felt great. I was happy. I was giggly. Like, I would laugh at everything. Um, but I realized, like, once I started coming off and my post-cycle therapy wasn't exactly the best, I started getting very irritable. So I looked into it. Basically, what's happening is people who have roid rage have a um, an imbalance in their hormone levels. Okay. So every 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 man has hormone and a little bit of estrogen. Yeah. When your when your hormone levels, when your testosterone levels are at a certain height, especially when you're on, your testicles shut off because they don't need to really produce anymore. They atrophy. That's that's a real thing, because now you have a baseline of testosterone that's higher than normal. Yeah. Once you get off of that and you're trying to reactivate your testicles to bring back a level of testosterone, well, now the estrogen's pushed up to create that balance. So when people's estrogen spike, they get moody. 
just like your girlfriend, oh. just like any other female who goes through a time in the month. I didn't think about that at all. Like that's what that's what comes from the moodiness. Now you can have a rage from strong androgens. Okay. Okay. That's because I think real that's thing. where most people think it comes from. That's a real thing, but in my opinion, from what I've seen and what I've experienced, roid rage is a little bit of a fallacy unless you're taking an obscene amount of androgens that really? make you uber aggressive. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, obviously, everyone goes, "Oh, he's got that roid rage!" Like, you know, he you you're just getting angry all the time, like yada yada yada. And as I a, think, as a man, when you're on, you feel great because you are you are optimized to the to the nth freaking percentile. You are the man. You feel great. Everything works great. Your brain's great. Everything. It, it's it's a it's an unbelievable drug. Hmm. And there's and there's some people like I, I was I was coaching with this guy down uh down the street like well oh, shoot eight or nine years ago, and he he wasn't lifting but he was he he, he was a D one athlete and he was taking uh, TRT and mm-hmm. he, I was and I was asking him, like how how much you getting, and he goes oh, I'm getting 100 milligrams like every three weeks I'm like dude you are jacked, he goes dude I feel great I was like can you imagine if you upped the dose though, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you could be the man, <laughs> and dude. Veins popping, dude. His biceps are filling out his shirt. 100 like, milligrams isn't crazy either. No, but for somebody in who I think he was in his like mid to late 40s, that's all. That's a good wow. amount to get you pushed back up. Well, again. I mean, that's most nice of those people start. around like like mid to late 40s, going especially into their 50s, like take TRT. Yeah, absolutely. that's that, that's not an uncommon thing. Like yeah. I know a lot of men who take TRT and they're what 51 46 and they look great they yeah. feel great yeah everything works they don't need pills to get things going at night like it's a great it's yeah. a great uh no I would say fountain of youth I think it buys you a little time maybe it makes you feel a little better like you would be in your youth I don't think it's yeah. a fountain of youth but you know it does help and there's something wrong with it cuz it's like it's testosterone your body makes it naturally anyways correct you know and and I'm not going to say like there's there's not you know health connotations with it but there's health, there's health issues if it's not monitored or done properly. Yes. Well, because you can get things like gyno. You can do uh, sure, especially on your your. Uh, sure. I, I forget the, what, what's the what's that big um, issue if uh, your your post cycle doesn't go well. Gynecomastia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, have, and, I have I have a little gyno tit. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what's the other one. There's there's something else, but I can't remember it now. Gyno is terrible. I hate it. I know. I have. I have. I have a buddy it. who has it, or, or had it, um, and uh, well, actually two. One did. One is, hasn't gotten it done yet, but I was thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, so when it was explained to me, so when, uh, when I was bodybuilding, the guy that was helping me is Dave Flumbo. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I can't um, say I have. But uh, he owns something online called Species Nutrition, a website, RX Muscle. Anyway, I went to him because I was very interested in his diet method, and. Anyway, on one of his radio shows or podcasts, he had somebody on there, and they were talking about drug use. Yeah. Dave Palumbo is very open about the drug use he did when he was an amateur and yeah. so forth. Anyway, so the, the be- when, when he described it, he, he described it so well. If you think about an empty glass, okay, and you do a little bit of drugs, so you fill it like a quarter of the way. Yeah. Okay, so now you're a quarter of the way filled. You feel good. Everything's good. Now, eventually, that amount of dosage or whatever is not going to have an effect so you yeah. increase it do you fill the glass all the way to the top no you just do a little more you do a little more but there's a point where that glass will overflow yeah well now you have the side effects oh yeah i mean so you yeah. need to do enough to get a response 
but not enough that you're getting a negative response or the checks and balances have to have to make sense. Yeah. You're getting stronger. You're getting bigger. Okay. You got a little bit of back acne. Okay. What the fucking do? It happens. But you start going in like these big boy dosages and all of a sudden all you have is side effects. You're wasting your money and you're destroying like your body, your endocrine system. Everything is just falling apart because, you know, somebody who's 300 pounds is telling you to take a 300 pound man dose. You only, but you're 160 pounds. That's the problem with steroid culture is most of it is from word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, I've only ever heard about it from right, word of so mouth. So nobody's really like saying, hey, man, start start small. Like, take a little bit. Don't yeah. go crazy. Take a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, when you get that feeling, like, oh, man, I want to do more, 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 more. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't. Just just chill. It's a bad idea. Just chill. Yeah. And and and, and I, I, I I feel bad for a lot of the guys that will do it just to, you know, they're at their... They're at, they're, they're pros. They, they're taking it around like our gym or you know, depending on where you're going. It's it's, it's cosmetic. I I I, mm-hmm. I wrote a paper in high school, and my my paper was steroids are is um, eyeliner for the man. <laughs> okay, women use eyeliner to beautify themselves. They use makeup. Most of these people that take steroids are just doing it to look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. And I think it's have, fine too. Have at it. And see, here's my thing, right? And um. I think because of the fact that you can you have control over what you're taking. Most times, yeah. Most times. That's fair. That's actually very fair. I I just don't see the issue if some guys just that that's their decision. That's it's, what they want to do. It's a morality issue. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have your your powerlifting purists or your strongman purists and they go Well they well they were really strong and yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have to take steroids. They're and not like, purists then. And I'm like, Yeah, well, that's the thing, is it's really just these 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 uh, these gym bros with gloves on their hands. Yeah, but so people who take don't yeah. care if you take or not. Exactly, they want to win. Yeah, and this is this is where they are. So that's so the only the only morality issue that I have with somebody taking steroids in competition is if it's not allowed. Yeah, yeah. Weightlifting it doesn't hurt nobody. MMA absolutely not. That's combat sports. That's attempted murder. That's a, that's crazy. Yeah. Like no, that should not be happening. Is it happening? Sure, whatever. But if you're in a if you're in a non tested meet, who the hell cares what you're on? Yeah. Because there are people that have lost to natural lifters taking an abundance of chemicals. Mm-hmm. Well, now what? Oh shit! Didn't work. My needle's too big. I had this. I It's like no. You just flat out got beat by somebody who, does, who doesn't need it. Yeah. Who's genetically superior to you? Yeah. Oops. Oh, it's crazy. I don't know, dude. The, it, there's just. Uh, I think after this conversation, I'm gonna go take trend. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> please not not by my recommendation. I'm just you know consult your consult your I'm healthcare joking. professional. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't want I'm any joking. part of that. I'm joking. But um. Like so, the epitome I think that I've seen of steroid use firsthand. Um, I I dated a girl who I met at the gym. Her name was Kelly Plush. She was uh, when she went to Arnold. I think she placed seventh overall in in, in the amateurs. And anyway, while we were there at the Arnold Amateurs, like the best of the best are there. Oh Especially yeah. Especially at the time, it was 2015, 16. There were some big boys, mm-hmm. right, and big girls. Um, we were, the way you said that was the no no no. So no, uh, I know. I just it was funny. Do you right? know who Donna Moore is? I can't say. Donna Moore's a British strong woman, right? Okay. And she's like the, the bee's knees and women's um, strong man. Did you just say the bee's knees? The bee's knees, bro. Like, bees. Kelly was like all about her. This is my girl. I love her. She's great. Anyway, we're in the same hotel as them. We get in the elevator, and this chick's in front of me. Now, I'm about 220 pounds at a time, right? I'm, I'm okay. 
And I'm looking at this girl, and I'm like, you are almost twice as wide as me in the shoulders. Like, her back would trump anybody at the gym. And it's this beautiful little, you know, not little girl, but she's you know, a woman. And I'm like, God damn. Like, no, that's not natural. I really don't care. This is awesome. Wow. For me, like, I love, like, when I got into bodybuilding, when I got into training, it was the Dorian Yates era of bodybuilding. Everybody yeah. was huge. Everybody wanted to be big. That's what I wanted to get into lifting. Sure. Nobody, nobody gets into lifting, I want a six-pack. Everybody wants to be huge. Yeah. Right? So when I see big people, I get excited because I love big people. Well, big people are awesome. Mm-hmm. And I always love those. Uh, uh, and this is the, I, I'm not going to catch hate for this. Um, cause I'm currently going to cancel on our other podcast right now. Um, I'll show you why later. Okay. I, I was about uh, basically it was uh, just to like, bring it up here. People, I'm sure have uh, I uh, there was this whole thing about guns. I was like, you know, I think I think people should own guns. A bunch of people should own guns. And I, and I said that's a beautiful thing about America that if you don't want to, you don't have to, and that's yeah, great. But then I then the next quote that I said was, a one guy with a gun can control a hundred people without. But a hundred people with a gun, that one guy can't control them. So the whole point is, is I said that. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they obviously, you know. I understand the point. The the, the, the point that you're getting, but yeah. if the hundred people who aren't armed are smart, they could definitely take one person with a gun. Now a couple of you are gonna fall. Well, no, I totally understand you, and I agree with you. But people just long. I'll show you the video after. That's fine. Um, I, the whole gun control thing. Look, it's yeah. Um, I got. I have my license to conceal. You know, it's more or less like I want to. I want to protect myself in a situation. I never want to use it. I will hope I never want to use it. Yeah. But if you know, if I have to, I hope I have the balls to stand up and use it. Yeah. It is intimidating. Now, I grew up. My my stepfather was in the Marines, so nice. guns all over. The, not all over the place, but I was around guns. Mm-hmm. I was shooting guns at like six years old, just out in the field shooting targets. Probably yeah. super illegal, but. You know, so but I but, but I, I had respect for the weapon because yeah. I was taught respect for the weapon. Yeah. If you do not have respect or knowledge of the weapon or what it does, then maybe you should stay away from it. Yeah, that's on both sides. Yeah, but apparently, what I said was uh was uh was harsh. People need to get a grip. Yeah, I know because they want somebody with a gun. If some you know if if they're in trouble, they want somebody to help them with a gun. All right, I, I agree with you. I yeah. do. Jesus. Um, but what was the what was the point before uh, we went on that tangent? Um. Woman with a great back staring at her oh, when you were with her oh, girlfriend. Okay, so and the, then the the epitome of steroid use that I've seen in in in, in person was at that strongman competition. Yeah, everybody was on. Now maybe there was a couple you know women that weren't, but the dudes are big, girls are big, big weights, lots of stuff moving, and it's it's like nobody cared, nobody asked, nobody was like, oh this 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 chick's on uh-huh. this. It's like no shit, that chick's on this. The chick's three times the size of you. Like who? But who cares? It's not you. Stay out of their life. Why? Who are you to judge them on what they do? That's their decision. Do I judge that you cheat on your wife? Do I judge you cheat on your tax? I don't fucking care. It's your life. Yeah. Do what you want. Um, so here's a one-liner for you, since you like one-liners so much. Yes. I took this from Nick Saban. Freedom of choice, not freedom of consequence. Oh. That's... Holy shit. So you make whatever choice you want. But, but you're dealing with the consequences, positive or negative. Yeah, it's like make your bed, you lay in it. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, for these people that are like, oh, well, it's, it's like that, that's their choice. Who are like, and you're, it's your choice to judge, I'm sure. Fine. But the consequence is going to be you're just going to be a miserable fuck in your basement going, oh, I can't beat this guy. I only have a 200 pound yeah. bench. Yeah. Well, you just train longer. But anyway, at, at, at that competition, like, 
I remember I mean, Kelly had a Kelly had a carry at four hundred some odd yoke. She was a hundred and forty some pounds, and she blew the times away 50, 60 feet. She'd probably kill me for screwing up the time, but she flew. And there's people that are on drugs that were like, there's like, <laughs> so yeah, there's an advantage, but in strongman, I think is the best one of the best strength sports because it's not confined to say three lifts like powerlifting or two lifts like Olympic yeah. lifting. Like it's an overall strength sport. See, that's why that's one of the reasons why um <clears throat> like a bunch of people have been trying like especially Roman trying to get me like and I, and I joke with them all the time. I, I want to join a USAPL meet just to piss you off. Um <clears throat> well cuz like it's just it's USAPL. Um <clears throat> there's some strong people. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. There's uh, It's just he he's an RPS purist and the whole thing. But I don't know if he's an RPS purist anymore, but no, he's anymore. Uh, yeah, there was something that happened with somebody who wasn't who was at a meet that wasn't probably shouldn't have been he, there. He told me about that with okay. the uh yeah, yeah. You know, don't but, diddle kids. Yeah, yeah, please don't. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, he told me about all it, that. But like USAPL, there's a lot of strong people there. There's, oh, agreed, without a doubt. But there's a lot of like uh, people make fun of CrossFit. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go on a tangent here. People make fun of CrossFit. Apparently, he's racist too. Oh, who's remember, that? Remember, remember that whole thing? Who's that? Why CrossFit got canceled? Oh, well, who cares if you're racist? I'm, I'm just, racist. I just, I just thought it was funny to bring. Everybody up don't like somebody, you know. Okay, so it's race. Um, whatever. Anyway, continue, continue, so CrossFit. If it wasn't for CrossFit, powerlifting wouldn't be anything way it is right now. You think so? Absolutely. Really? Because I was there. I saw it. Powerlifting in the 90s and the early 2000s was very niche. Like, you were lucky to get 50 people in one meet. Really? Okay. Insert CrossFit. These people going to CrossFit, they get introduced to barbells, this, that, and the other. Some people don't like the running, the jumping, the burpees, the that, that calisthenic form of exercise. Ridiculous. They gravitate towards the weights. Well, now raw powerlifting takes off because it's something that they can do. When raw powerlifting took off, gear lifting kind of took a hit, but gear lifting also, I think, got a lot more people because now people are going through the progression of what is powerlifting. Everybody wants to start out, they like they start out training raw. And in my day, I was like, oh, we'll put a bench around. You can put like 40, 50 pounds on your bench. Yeah. Well, now you got equipment, but mm -hmm. everybody starts out raw. Mostly, yeah, I mean, you mostly. Might. There's some people that if you go into a powerlifting gym and you start out in a powerlifting gym in that time, you're probably putting equipment on immediately. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's a little bit different because that's I mean, what people, it was at the people time. People try slingshots too. I don't think slingshots are considered equipment. Well, okay, so you're considering equipment like a bench shirt, like a bench deadlift. shirt. Okay, yeah. I was just Reefs. more saying like I know I do know two people, or yeah, two. The other one's not lifting, um, where. I had a slingshot for a hot second, mm -hmm. and two of them got like bench shirts mm -hmm. only because I mean I when they, when they asked about it I showed I showed them mm -hmm. I always praise Roman I showed them mm -hmm. his videos, mm -hmm. but that like they started the reason they got into it was because of that the Mark Bell slingshot. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if that was like a progression or I mean yeah but, I mean yeah sure I mean you're gonna start somewhere and end somewhere else or continue yeah. on a path to the end. That's point just what I've here. seen that trend. Um, but like. The slingshot is great because like anybody can bench in it, no matter how you bench. Yeah. You can use it. Now you put a bench shirt on, you ask Roman, you gotta find a way to do it right. And if it ain't butter, it's coming to your face, it's gonna be in your stomach. Like there's a skill set there. Yeah. But with like raw powerlifting takeoff from uh from CrossFit, like when I got done playing rugby, I wanted to do something. I didn't want to bodybuilding because I hated the dieting. Like I destroyed my mental state with food there. 
And I was like, I'm going to go back into powerlifting. I immediately started looking for equipment, and I couldn't find equipment. I'm like, what is going on? I, I'm having trouble finding equipment or places. And then I that's when I met um, Don Wilson from the gym. He goes, why don't you do a local meet? Um, I was okay. like, okay. So I did a local meet, and it was raw. And I was like, how the fuck do you train raw? Well, I'm just going to do what I always did. And, like, and I used some of the Westside methods that I remember. And I had a pretty, re- I had a relatively decent meet, I think. But everybody's making fun of me because my squat stance was like 10 feet wide. Because mm-hmm. that's how I was taught You're to used squat. To, yeah, the sumo squatting, right? And, but I hit depth. Yeah. People who were squatting with their, t- with their fucking heels together couldn't hit depth. But here I am like 10 feet wide. And everybody's like going like this on the side. I'm like, yep. dude, this is just how I squat. Like, I'm so- I can show you the picture. It's hilarious. Oh, no, I've, I've seen you squatting because, I mean, you had equipment on though. But mm-hmm. I think you had briefs. So that, so that stance is what I used raw. My yeah. first raw power. That's what I figured as much with but, the story. But, you know, with going, if you want to circle back to Louie, it's like, you know, if you want to find out how to be the best at something, look at the best in the sport and try to find what they're doing. So I immediately looked at all these raw lifters. They're not using West Side Methods. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something to this. So this is where my mind gravitated. I went to the 505s. I went, I, I, um, I hired Brandon Lilly for a while, did this cube method, and did all this stuff for like raw lifting. And I had some mild success, you know, 531, all, 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 all that stuff and reps and volume with the barbell as opposed to special exercises so sure. and so forth. But it, it, it wasn't until a couple years ago when I found Jack and Stacia Canberra at 50 barbell when I was vacationing in Hawaii that I learned that the West Side methods are still applicable. Oh, yeah. You just, have to, you just have to adapt it to raw lifting. Well, even if you look at like the whole band system, band chains. Now, a- a- anybody will argue. You now, people are like, "Oh, you can use Westside for anything." Yes, you can, but there is still a skill issue with a raw squat versus a equip squat. You can't, in my opinion, from my experience, and I did this. You can't just box squat and go into a meet and raw squat. I would agree. It's hard. Yeah. Because you don't have. You know, unless you're doing direct quad work, which you should be doing, which was something that I, I had to learn. Like, you still need to squat. But yeah. what I learned from Jack and Stacia is, yeah, you still have to free squat. You still have to get that skill set or yeah. you're going to feel like poop on the fucking platform. Yeah. Oh. And that's where, like, it was like everything started coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that <clears> I learned previously, okay, I, I remember this. We can do this. I can do this. And then those guys have been huge and... All, all my lifts has gone up dramatically, and it's like I understand the methods. I understand what they're doing, and just a small adaptation of, hey, you know what? I'm going to free squat more at, towards the end of my workout Yeah. so I have that skill and that you know, amount of strength and you know, my quads and my hips and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's um, – but anyway, yeah, raw, raw – if it wasn't for CrossFit, there would be no raw powerlifting. I never knew that. Or if there was raw powerlifting, it damn near wouldn't be as popular. Well, see, that's what I always wonder, too, is <clears> – <throat> There, I mean, I, I, you, you can obviously see it on social media, on really anything. I mean, even look at the local RPS meets. Um, it has blown up. And I didn't know that CrossFit was a big factor in it. I just thought <clears throat> it was a bunch of people on the internet. Kids go, I want to lift. I want to be the, the, the mega chad, the 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 super strong alpha male. Yeah, but that that I feel like that didn't come about until like the last five or six years. I would agree. But I, I definitely have noticed it. In the past, like year or two, especially mm-hmm. with the whole Andrew Tate era, especially with the whole, okay. and and you know, take that for what it is, but I didn't know CrossFit had the, the this big impact on uh, it. I think that was the that was the main catapult. And it, I mean, it makes sense. It mm-hmm. does make sense because I know a lot of people who like prime example from the gym. They'll do CrossFit, 
and then they'll trickle over, and I'll see them in like the morning or or in the afternoon when they would CrossFit be there. CrossFit is not a terrible thing. No, at, I agree at, with you at at all. It is a fitness class. Now the games, the thing I think that's funny about CrossFit and some of the hypocrisy with it. The only hypocrisy that I see is the people who compete in the CrossFit games don't do wads that are posted on the CrossFit website. What? Correct. Because they need to train for events. It's just like strongman. You have to train for events. Yeah. So you need to specialize a little bit. Okay. The CrossFit workouts are great workouts for whatever the goal is that you're trying to achieve there. Yeah. But the top CrossFit game athletes do not do those types. They do wads. They do circuits. They do whatever lingo it is. But when some of these, like, I love listening to interviews of, like, wow. CrossFit athletes, especially the women. If you're a lifter out there and you're a man, learn from a woman. That is the best advice I can give anybody. Really? Absolutely. Because they are not biologically geared to be that strong, be that powerful, be that athletic, right? Yeah. They're, you know, don't don't hate me for this, but, like, their purpose in life is to bear children, right? Yeah. That's what their genetic sure, makeup sure, is sure. for. The man, testosterone, strong, fight off bears, wolves, fight other people. That's, like, a very um, caveman thing to say, sure. but it's I think that there's, there's fact in that. I think most people would agree with you, too. But when you watch women do feats of strength and you're like how does she how does how does she do that because she's probably technically better than you yeah learn from a woman because they're probably technically better than you yep and i think that was something that i learned when i was dating kelly and i was going to a lot of her training sessions and watching her is that her technical efficiency was superior to a lot of men and she would say men just want to muscle it i can't i need to be better at it so i need to specialize in it and so that's smart. like that is the way to go. Laura Phelps is a great example. I when I talk to Roman about Westside, I constantly go back to Laura Phelps. Like she is a tiny human, mm-hmm. super powerful. Oh yeah. How do you become that powerful that tiny? Be very. Tiny. That's more impressive to me than a three hundred pound man squatting a thousand. Is a hundred and seventy pound woman squatting seven hundred pounds? <sighs> so before you bust my balls, a thousand pounds divided by three hundred is like three point what what what? Yeah. You know? whatever times the body weight she did six and a half to seven times her body weight in one movement that's a little more impressive to me coefficient you want to say what you want but that's, no that's i agree with you I, d- I do agree with you there was um <clears throat> i think it was 140 pounds 150 pounds she did like 495 i mean she's now up I, I i can't remember her name now i'll try to find it and okay. send it to you on uh, okay. instagram um or i'll just blow your phone up that's fine on a constant rate but yeah like women like i like the interviews with women i like what they have to say because there's no ego they just want to be better yeah that's why there are all these quote muscle mommies all over the places because they work harder than all you dudes well and um not to put her on blast but i'm sure she'll appreciate this daphne from the gym Mm -hmm. like a while so she used to work over at max out okay i don't don't know if you know it it was this like i've seen it is that by the genorities it used to be. Okay. It used to be a thing. Okay. It was like this elite training thing. Sure, 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 sure. And uh, she used to work there. So she had this instance where this 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 kid would like being trained by her, but mm-hmm. her the mom didn't understand that mm-hmm. Daphne was better than like, you know, than him getting trained by a guy. Mm-hmm. And the kid training with her and exclusively got better. Exclusively mm-hmm. got yeah. better. Yeah. And even the guys at Max were like, No, you definitely should train with Daphne. She's definitely one of the best here. Yeah. 
and people don't always want to train with the woman because mm. oh it's a woman where she's she's not stronger than me there's this 300 pound behemoth man he's strong mm. but then it's like he's having hamstring issues He's having lower back pain mm -hmm. because he's not doing the correct proper form. Mm -hmm. His piriformis is tighter than a virgin <laughs> yeah. asshole oh, okay. because sorry, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and but then it's like, here's this woman who can literally do her body in any kind of shape or form, and then do probably two x times her body weight, and yeah. this guy can't. No, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, there, there, there is a point that she's impressive. Yeah, that that. that you're 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 buying the person in a in a situation like that. If you're going yeah. to a trainer, you're buying the person. Mm -hmm. The person needs to sell themselves. You don't want this overweight, obese individual being your trainer. You want the fit guy if your idea is to lose weight. I agree. If you want to be jacked, you want the bodybuilder. You don't want the twig. Like I understand that, but there's there's a point where you have to look beyond that and quote look at a resume. Okay, I agree. Like when I when I found Jack yeah. and Stacia Canberra, Stacia's twelve time or ten time world record holder. I'm sorry, Stacia, I forgot your numbers. <laughs> anyway, um, when I went to visit, she was doing like she was she uh, when I was there, she was doing a lot of Olympic lifting because that's part of their regime. Anyway, she's only like a hundred seven pounds. She's doing like not a wad, but like a circuit kind of style warm up with a snatch at 150 pounds. Yeah. That's already 40 pounds over her body weight as a warm up, just chilling, throwing it over her head. They're like, "Oh, this is, you know, this this is this is what we do here." Okay. Dude, you know how insane that is. Right. Like like, like and like, she's tiny. She's maybe 5 feet tall. She's 100 like, some odd pounds and she's the most imposing powerlifting person I've ever been next for to. For me just to do that for 40 I'd have to do like Three hundred and like sixty four pounds. Okay, now just do that like fifteen times in a span of like five and minutes to warm up, and then do your workout. That's just insane to me. That's impressive. Somebody doing pull ups is more impressive to me than a bench press. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I can only do like one or half. Right. There are so. some strong people that can't do a pull. I listen. I I get it. Yeah. But um, would you believe that we've been doing this for an hour and two minutes? Oh, well, it's up to you. Keep going. Okay. Well, I, I try to keep it in the time constraints of the hour, but okay. But my friend, this was probably the most enlightening part. No offense, I'm so sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> enlightening. Who are you offending by saying enlightening? Well, I've had well now doctors. I had um, I I can't. I'm blanking on all of it now. It's been almost almost forty. I got something for the doctors. You'll love this. I mean, we'll okay. No, you're good. Oh, you're good. Okay, you're good. Okay. Okay. So. Um, what do you? What is the abbreviation for an associate's degree? No. So BS stands for bullshit. MS stands for more shit. PhD is piled higher deeper. There you go. I love the doctors, <laughs> but you know, that's 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 just something that I picked up over time. I'm stealing you again, dude. We got to do another hour. Whatever you want to do. This is great. Okay. All right, but um, so. For the for all of them out there, I'm gonna put everything up live, like your uh, sure. your Instagram and stuff like that. Like I know most of you guys are on Spotify, um, but those of you who are mine's on private, I probably won't accept you. I'm sorry. So write a cute DM or something. Beautiful. Um, so if you want to say, and if you like have like a business email, like if someone wants to promote you or whatever it is, um, you can put all that out there. But I mean, it'll all uh, pop, it's, pop up live. Uh, Santan forty on Instagram. S A N T A N forty. Um, yeah, just go there. You don't need my email address. Cool. I Sounds check good. My email. That's all good. Yeah, all right, guys. Thank you very much, Zach Santangelo. Yeah. And you, trust me, you'll see him.